Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Brewcast from Maze and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy and Scotty White here with you on Wednesday, March 15th, the eve, the eve, I should say, of kicking off the NCAA tournament as we head into Thursday, March 16th. We are going to be talking some hoops here, but uh, not as much NCAA tournament hoops. We're going to be talking uh, the, the other tournament, which is the only one that matters, obviously. Uh, that is the NIT with Michigan getting a win last night over Toledo at Chrysler. Scotty White, how are we doing here today, my man? Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, we were we were last recording a week ago uh, on the eve of Michigan's Big Ten tournament game against Rutgers, talking about what the future looked like for Michigan and it didn't go too well, so here we are <laughs> in the NIT. But you know, I'm uh, at least at least I get some Michigan basketball to watch, so it's it, it could be worse. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm doing well. I think that that was probably the most poorly aged episode ever aired, given our predictions for the Big Ten tournament. Man, I yeah. got. I got Purdue making the Big Ten championship game. Might have been the only thing I got right out of that whole thing. Yeah, I um, you know, I said Ohio State was going to have some luck and and have a little bit of a yeah. run. I was right about that, but other than that, pretty dead wrong. Nebraska lost to Minnesota in the first game. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, we uh, I mean, it was a tough tournament to predict. I will say that it was a it was a chaotic Big Ten tournament for sure. But yeah, our our predictions were were not close. <laughs> I was I was bad, man. I I thought Purdue was going to lose to Indiana in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, but in, in Indiana, at least made it to the semifinals for me. So I had that. But other than that, man, it was a brutal, brutal stretch uh, for the kid. But congratulations to Purdue on the Big Ten Championship. Their first since 2009. It was still a very entertaining tournament. Oh, it was. It was it was one of the more exciting tournaments that I can remember. And, I, and it's always fun seeing. Obviously, I, I wish that the 13 seed that made it far wasn't Ohio State because um, it's it's cool to see uh teams that struggled all year long make a run in their conference tournament um but i was starting to get a little nervous about ohio state towards the end um i just wanted them to stop at friday you know that that's the only thing i predicted um but penn state seeing penn state go to the to the big 10 championship was pretty cool i was definitely rooting for them to to pull it off against purdue um but yeah that was certainly an exciting way for them to kind of sitting on the bubble going into the weekend and then firmly found themselves in the tournament after that run uh, but yeah, it was a ton of good games, ton of upsets. I mean, what, dude, the first two days, I think the worst seed won the first, what, five, six games. I mean, it was it was certainly a crazy tournament. 
Yeah, it was a crazy second half for Michigan against Rutgers, man. Would they not make a field goal for the last 19 freaking minutes of that game? It was, oh, dude, what a just just about as bad a performance as I ever could have imagined, Scotty, in the second half of that game. When your season is on the line and to have a performance like that, man, I'm beyond I was I was a little sick to my stomach. Yeah, that was very hard to watch. Uh especially, dude, like I really thought Michigan was going to win that game easily. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. I really thought Michigan was going to, was going to win that one with ease. And and it got off to a great start too. got out to a quick nine to two lead. Um, you know, was kind of holding on to a five to seven point lead for most of the first half. And then just like that, that it's, it stopped working. Michigan was going to Hunter Dickinson early and it was working and then it stopped and they didn't have any other plan. Um, and then that's when, the uh, the field goals stopped falling. It was a good 19-minute stretch with no field goals, and you are simply not going to win a basketball game or be close to winning a basketball game when that happens. I mean, the the game plan going in, obviously, was running the offense through Hunter, and that was great in the first half. But, man, when Rutgers adjusted, you got to have some sort of counterpunch, and Michigan didn't. If they didn't have anything run through Hunter and Hunter making passes or, or plays or scoring the basketball, the, the offense was absolutely nothing in the second half. It was – it, it was bad to watch, man. I was I was kind of sick to my stomach on that one. Yeah, it was the offense just went completely stagnant and didn't look like there was any sort of plan. Um, and even with the first big drought, you know, going into, I mean, eight, nine minutes to go in the game, it was still a game. And right. it, it, it genuinely seemed like the turning point was when no one boxed out the shooter on the free throw and – the the shooter went right up and got the rebound and got an easy put back layup and just from that moment Rutgers just ran away with the game and that, that was, was it, it epitomized the entire season for Michigan. I mean, just the lack of fight and you know it really pissed me off. You know, Jet obviously if you go watch that play right, Jet Howard has the responsibility of boxing out the free throw shooter because Doug McDaniel on the other side is pinching. Uh, down low. So Jet, he's going to leave Hunter one-on-one to box out for the rebound. He's going to take the shooter, and he just stands there. And then he throws his freaking hands up like like it was somebody else's fault that that happened. Like it was just, it, it like you said, it epitomized the season, kind of epitomized what we, we kind of felt was the culture within the team here this year. They just didn't have a lot of fight, and that's why they lost so many damn close games to Virginia, Kentucky, losing to Central Michigan like – they just they did not have it in them here this year, and I on we'll, we'll get into the NIT and playing last night a little bit, but I think that this is going to be a big offseason, right? Because I think Juwan Howard needs to take a full on, deep, hard, introspective look at his program and and the way that he wants his program to look after this offseason, because they just. Like you think back to the year they won the Big Ten championship, that team had a ton of fight, right? It was led by like Isaiah Isaiah Livers and you know um, uh, Austin Davis and uh, Franz was there in his second year, and they had guys like Shondi Brown who came in and just gave that spark. You could tell that he was just an absolute dog out there and just competing with every fiber of his being. This team did not have that here this year. They felt like they were okay with losing at times, so. I, I mean, you, you got to take a good hard look on, on the culture you've established right now if you're Juwan Howard, and it has to change uh, moving forward because, you know, your job is safe for now, but, man, you can't have too many years where you're missing the tournament with this much talent on a roster. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's not not like we're going to be seeing Juwan going anywhere um, during this offseason, but, yeah, it, it will certainly be crucial. Um, you know, I, I remember back when I was a kid, it wasn't, 
always, you know, the standard that Michigan basketball makes the tournament has a really good season. But John built John Beeline built that to be the standard. And now you, it, you can't miss the tournament when you're at Michigan now. And especially when you've got three NBA guys in your starting five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be crucial. And, and one one thing that I will say about Juwan is I, I definitely like you can tell that he's not he's not like a oh, you know, this is like I don't need to change anything like everything's working like it was just an offer like you saw, you know, he talked to Jay Wright and he mentioned that he plans on having another conversation with Jay Wright later in the offseason. Um, so I really do think that Juwan is well aware of, of the problems and that he's got to fix something. Um, and I think that he is definitely going to do his best. I really hope that he talks to Jay Wright again, because obviously Jay Wright's one of the best coaches of all time. Um, but yeah, it's, there's certainly a lot to be fixed. And I, and I think that he knows that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I will say I do, you know, I, I know he caught a lot of flack for it, but obviously Michigan wasn't going to make the NCAA tournament. And after the selection show later on that night, there was the NIT selection show and, I mean, you know, Hunter's on the round ball podcast and whatnot, you know, and uh, they're they're kind of watching it live and whatnot, and they get the two seed, which turned out to be a three seed later. But I felt like I, I couldn't tell at first, but I feel like there was genuine excitement, right? And yeah. it, it it the season sucked. It didn't go the way that we wanted. The expectation is to make the NCAA tournament. But on the flip side of that, like, I think everyone in their life, you know what I'm saying? You got to embrace kind of the situation that you're in. You can't do anything about it now. And, and I think it would be far worse to just sulk and, you know, be pissed about it, feel sorry for yourself, kind of like what UNC did and just pussing out of this thing. You, you got to embrace, you know, what you did. You're obvi- You're not too good for the NIT, right? There are 68 teams that are too good for the NIT, and they're all playing here this weekend. You are not too good to play in the NIT. Embrace the situation. Understand you get another chance to compete here, and I feel like that was kind of the mindset that he had and hopefully the mindset of of the team. And uh, you go to yesterday with with Toledo, and I saw you were there, you absolute madman. Yes, sir. I I did go to the game, and I'm not going to lie. It was a really, really fun game to go to, man. Like I going into the game, I I got I, I hadn't thought much about, you know, the whole NIT thing. And I wasn't really, you know, finding myself, you know, super nervous as if it were an NCAA tournament game. Um, but then, you know, I started to think about it as like, you know, it, it would it would still be cool to win the NIT, you know? It's not like it's not like winning five games in a row and winning a tournament isn't cool. Obviously it's no NCAA tournament, but you know, it's still something to something to celebrate in my opinion. Um, and also there was a really annoying Toledo fan sitting by me. And as soon as I started hearing <laughs> this guy, I was like, oh, we need to win this game. And then, uh, I definitely found myself getting more into it as the game went on. But yeah, I mean, the beginning of the game too, I mean, Michigan just didn't look like they wanted to be there. Uh, the fans like Toledo, I mean, Toledo's not too far from Ann Arbor. So there were a decent amount of Toledo fans there. Um, and it, it kind of seemed like at the beginning, like, you know, Michigan didn't want to be here. You were kind of embarrassed. Um, the Toledo fans, though, they're thrilled to be here. Like they had the momentum. Um, I think Michigan just settled in and kind of embraced that. You know, yeah, we didn't make the tournament, but we're still here as a team. We're still playing basketball. Like, let's go out and you know try to try to get a trophy. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a it was a really fun game. Very entertaining. Um, I wish that they got the two seed though, so we could have another home game at Chrysler. But going to Vanderbilt on Saturday, that'll be that'll be interesting. Yep, going to Vandy, man, and you know, 
it was it was a great offensive performance. You know, yeah. four of the five starters scored sixteen plus. Um, uh, Kobe Bufkin had twenty three. Joey Baker had twenty one. Five of yeah. seven from deep. Where has that guy been? Uh, Doug McDaniel was sixteen. Hunter Dickinson with nineteen. Like yeah, like you said early on, it didn't look good. But man, did they find something to to work in the second half? Uh, putting up fifty points and. Yeah, it's an exciting game, 90 to 80, right? You're getting a lot of good up and down basketball, a lot of made shots, and it's just completely different from the the grind of the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you, I mean, you saw, I mean, the offensive difference between Michigan's game against Rutgers and yesterday is yeah, yeah, no kidding. Very, very humorous. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a game to, to bet the over. Um, I was also curious to ask, um, because they didn't sell tickets for the upper bowl. So I was wondering, did they show the upper bowl on TV or did they make it look like Chrysler was actually really packed for the game? No, they made it show like Chrysler was packed, but I'm seeing it was about 36% full and they completely like blacked out the upper bowl. So you couldn't yes. really see up there on TV. Yeah, they didn't even sell tickets for it because I um, <laughs> I went to get tickets and I was like, oh, there's nothing available in the upper bowl, but the lower bowl has stuff that's, that's interesting. And yeah, they didn't even sell tickets for it. So I'm sure it looked pretty packed on TV. Man, uh, for some of those games, they should consider doing that in the regular season, you know, because yeah. there's sometimes you look at Chrysler and watch some of these games, man. You're like, where is everyone? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it certainly made it look full. Yeah, but hey, a win's a win. I did find myself still like caring. You know, I was I was wondering. Yeah, I went yeah. into the game and I was like, "Am I going to care about this game?" Because I wasn't a hundred percent sure. You know, and then I, I found my found myself caring and wanting Michigan to win. So I guess you know, sucks that Michigan's not in the NCAA tournament. But again, gotta gotta embrace the situation that you're in. And if you're going to play, you might as go win the thing. Exactly. Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's gotten me to. Um you know, tussle with some scenarios in my head. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I don't, I don't remember honestly the last time that Michigan went to the NIT and like watching the game. So I was like, yeah, like, am I going to find myself caring, caring about it? And then, right. you know, the second <laughs> half when Michigan got this momentum going, dude, the like three, three pointers right out of the gate. Like I'm out of my seat, like screaming, like that was fun. Um, yeah. It's really got me thinking like if Michigan had made the tournament, probably looking at an 11 seed, um, and, I, and I'm curious what your thoughts on this. Would you rather go to the NCAA tournament, lose in the first game, or go to the as an 11 seed and go to or go to the NIT and win the whole thing? Uh, NCAA tournament 11 seed, lose the first game 100 times out of 100. Okay, okay, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm leaning, but uh, but I'm still like you know winning the NIT. It'd be it'd be something. It, it'd be something. it would be it it, it would be. I, I hesitate to say cool. Like I want them to win the NIT, right? But mm -hmm. uh, like who was who won the NIT last year, Scotty? You got me. You got me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got yep. no freaking idea, man. Yep. I got zero yep. idea. I remember I was excited when Michigan won it in like 2003, 2004 with Tommy Amaker and, uh, and Daniel Horton and some of those guys, like I was excited then because Michigan just didn't make the tournament back then. So right. to go to the NIT and win it, like, hey, Michigan's winning basketball games. This is cool. But now that it's established, like, I hope Michigan wins the NIT. I don't want to do this every year. Oh, yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, that was that was a good point. I have no idea who. Played in, made one. Not a clue who even played in the NIT championship last year. Nothing, man. Yeah. Well, also, dude, that was um, 
pretty crazy too that Rutgers was, you know, the biggest snub of the tournament and then they lose to Hofstra. Oh Hofstra. man, that That's that crazy. is a horrible way to end your end a pretty good season if you're a Rutgers fan. It really is, dude. That is absolutely brutal. I thought Rutgers was probably gonna win the whole thing. I also wanted to ask you, so obviously Joey Baker, he had a bit of an up-and-down season, we'll call it, for uh, for Michigan here this year, but had a huge game against Toledo. Well, after the game, uh, we got some information uh, about him. He's applying to to get his redshirt year um, as uh, – or his freshman year redshirted. Um, and if he's able – if they grant that, the NCAA, uh, he wants to come back to Michigan. I was wondering what your thoughts on that were. Honestly, I think I think that that would be awesome. I I really like Joey Baker. I know he had his moment. He had he had ups and downs. He had his moments this year, but like games like yesterday show he he can be a a really really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not like that was the first time that happened. You know, there were some other games where he really got cooking. Um, and and he can shoot it, and you know, that's why he was brought here. So I think another year in the system, um, and you know all that experience. I mean what, he'd be 23 next year, 24 maybe. Um, I honestly don't really know, but obviously he's got a lot of experience in college basketball. Um, so I certainly think that if, if he gets that and he wants to come back, I would definitely be happy to have him back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. I think another year in the system, maybe a year with Camp Sanderson, uh, w- would certainly do wonders. We don't know what the future holds. I would imagine Chet Howard is 100% gone. Not sure on Kobe Bufkin, but man would love to have him back. Like like you think about it, and, and this team, that they could be solid. I don't know how deep they'll be. I know they, they don't have much of a recruiting class because of the scholarship situation, but you bring uh, Cheddar back, Doug comes back. If you get Bufkin to come back, Terrace will, will pro- almost certainly be here. Uh, Yousef got in the game a little bit last night. That was that was cool to see. Hopefully he that pans was. out a little bit, but you know, this is this is where you go. This is why getting these I, I don't think these are crucial necessarily, these games in the NIT, but just getting more time together, more practice, being able to go out and win some games together. I think it could have a long term minimal but good effect on the, the future of the program. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean it's it's similar prep to an NCAA tournament game too. You know, you, you get a bracket, you, you're not exactly sure who, who you're going to see in the next game. You don't have a ton of time to prepare for it. Um, so yeah, I mean, getting any tournament experience and getting a more game experience for these young guys is, is certainly going to be beneficial. Um, but yeah, looking at who returns next year, I mean, I mean, let's say Joey Baker, Hunter Dickinson, Jet Howard, and Kobe Buffkin all come back, then shit, I mean, Michigan will be preseason. I I don't think that's happening, but you know. (laughs) Right. Uh, I would would be completely shocked, too. Um, But, I mean, let's say that all four of those guys leave. Um, I mean, what what are the preseason expectations looking like in your eyes for that team, you know? Yeah, it would be, you know, compete for, you know, 500 in the Big Ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, I, I would imagine. It's just, I you'd have to hit the portal. It, it all depends what they do in the portal and everything oh, yeah. like that, too. You know what I'm saying? But, um, although I will say, you know, getting uh, George Washington uh, finally coming in, uh, that's good. That's going to be huge. This kid's going to have a, a lot of hype surrounding him, I think. So, yeah. Um, Gatorade player of the year in Ohio, I saw. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see, man. And uh, it's going to be. And then and then the following year, getting 
uh, Christian Anderson, man, that mm-hmm. that kid's going to be uh, in, incredible. Hope he stays committed uh, to to Michigan here. But I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I as of right now, just I have no, you know, uh, no insider info or anything like that. Just gut feeling. I think Jet and Hunter will be gone. Uh, here th- this offseason, the other guys, they're, they're pretty up in the air. But, I mean, could be a solid season next year. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Michigan's not done quite yet. They're going to play at Vanderbilt Saturday at noon. Vanderbilt, man, they've been playing some good basketball yeah. uh, here lately. So this is this is not going to be a pushover, that's for sure. I mean, they, uh, you know, they, they lost to Texas A&M in the, uh, I think, the SEC title game, semifinal game. I yeah, can't really remember, but beat LSU and Kentucky uh, to get there. Actually beat Kentucky a couple of times down the stretch of the season, beat Mississippi State, beat Auburn, beat Tennessee. Like th- this team, uh, Jerry Stackhouse has his team absolutely balling right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because, you know, Saturday is the, the bulk of, of NCAA tournament action round of 32 getting underway. But I mean, I'm certainly going to be watching Michigan. Um, so yeah, I mean, for first time in a while, substituting the uh, the NIT out for the tournament. But yeah, I mean, it should be a uh, should be a good game, and it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. You know, a true road game on March 18th. Um, that is that is something. And yeah, one of the hotter teams right now. Uh, I watched a little bit of the game against Yale too. They they looked they looked pretty good. So um, hopefully, Michigan can find a way to push on to the NIT Elite Eight. But that'll certainly be a, a tough one. Sport for Brewcast. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Gotta get that beard taken care of. Get that beard beard hedger pro kit from a beard trim to a fresh shave. Technology behind the beard hedger pro kit allows you to shape that signature beard look. You get that awesome cordless trimmer, 20 hair cutting lengths. All with one guard. You get the titanium coated T blade on that thing, the beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. You're going to be styling and profiling, and we are going to save you some money on it as well. Head to manscaped.com, insert promo code MNB20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's MNB20 and 20% off for free shipping. So good to uh, switch gears here real quick. And Scotty, he covers uh, Michigan baseball for Mays and Bruce. So Scotty, how's the uh, early season going? I can't believe it's baseball season, man. I've got like eight feet of snow outside my window right now. So I'm not even thinking about baseball, but Michigan's been in action. New coach here this year. How's everything going? Yeah, I can't believe it's here either, man. It's uh, these football season and basketball season went by fast. Um, the uh, the beginning of the season hasn't hasn't been the best for Michigan so far. Um, but you know, it's it's to be expected. Michigan lost a great coach in Eric Backage, um, and lost some some transfers with them. Riley Bertram followed him over to Clemson. Um, so you know, it's 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 kind of to be expected that Michigan wasn't going to come out firing on all cylinders in this early season. Um, they did have the home opener in Ann Arbor, which you mentioned the snow. I always, you know, see Michigan posting about the home opener, and I'm like, how are they? How are they already getting going? It's still freezing cold outside. We got. I'm in Ann Arbor right now. There's some there's some snow on the ground, um, and I remember back in my high school baseball days, these. Uh, these these late March games were were not fun by any means. So it's uh it's been a lot of travel for Michigan so far. Um, some of the highlights in the Shriners College Classic, a great opportunity for Michigan there. Just playing against some really good teams. They played TCU, Louisville, and Texas Tech, all ranked teams. 
Um, it didn't go well. They did not win any of the games, but still good experience for the team. Um, but yeah, Big Ten season gets going pretty soon. Um, see, this will be posted, I think, Thursday or Friday. It gets going on the 24th next Friday. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of people complain during the summer that, you know, there's no sports on besides baseball, but I personally am a huge baseball fan. Um, and this, this new Michigan coach and squad, uh, I think, I think everybody should be checking them out. What, uh, do you have an outlook on the big 10? How's it looking here this year? I mean, the big 10 is, uh, definitely not one of the stronger yeah. conferences <laughs> typically. Uh, you know, they, they've got, they got the disadvantage with, you know, these SEC schools and, uh, you know, these warmer places that get to play all year round. Um, but Maryland is is always a really good team. Um, they usually find a way into the tournament. Uh, Michigan is has usually been on top, but I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'd be surprised if Michigan made a push for the College World Series. Um, but yeah, I would keep my eye on Maryland and and Rutgers as, as probably the top two teams in the conference. All right. Sound good. Who are some players to watch for us, man, on this team? Um, well, I will say one player for Michigan that is really interesting to play for or to keep an eye on is somebody that I actually used to play uh, baseball with when I was in high school. His name is Eamon Horwettle. Uh went to Skyline High School, and it's actually a really funny story. He went to Ohio before transferring back to Michigan, um, and he was always a just lights out pitcher in high school. And then he injured his arm and ended up playing on a beer league team with me and my friends one summer a couple of years ago, re-injured his arm on the on my beer league team. I felt terrible. Um, and he had to totally switch his throwing motion. He's throwing sidearm now and was able to go to the Michigan coaching staff and get to throw a bullpen in front of him. And they really liked what they saw. Um, so he's a relief pitcher now. Uh, keep an eye on him. But Michigan does also have some really good upperclassmen that I think will be great leaders on this team and will give Michigan a chance to make a push in the Big Ten season. Um, Ted Burton, really good player. Um, but I think that Michigan's MVP this year is going to be Jimmy Overtop. He's injured right now, but when he comes back, I think he's going to be he's going to have a monster season. All right, man. Looking forward to a fun baseball season. See, they got a little uh, uh, series with Bradley coming up here this oh. weekend. I hope uh, hope you guys aren't getting as bad as I am, man. It's projected about two feet of snow starting on Friday up here through oh uh, Sunday. So, yeah, no, that's... we're not we're not seeing anything like that. Now, <laughs> Best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. I'm gonna, you know what? Honestly, I'm I'm gonna be snowed in, so I'm just gonna have the TVs going, watching basketball all week, and yeah, I'm just gonna pretend I'm, it's not happening. I mean, honestly, man, that that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Uh, real quick, let's let's go back to the tournament as a whole before we uh, sign off here. I got I, I got to know the final four, Scotty. I'm sure you filled out a bracket or multiple. What, what do we got oh, the final four looking like? Of course. Let me let me pull up my bracket super fast here. I actually, I did one um, the past couple of days. I've been playing a ton of pool in my basement. I played every single game in uh, on my pool table. So that one was pretty funny. Um, nice. But I've got in my bracket, Alabama, Duke, Texas A&M, and Kansas with Kansas taking the title over the Crimson Tide. Rock Chalk. Kansas Rock. going back to back. All righty, dude. Yes, I've, I've, got, uh, uh, I've got an interesting one here. I've got Houston in the final four playing UConn. 
okay. the right side of the bracket. I've got Creighton in the wow. final four uh, taking on Kentucky. And then okay. I've got Houston beating Creighton in the national championship game here this year. So. I like that. I, I like, I like, I think Kentucky and, and Duke is they're They're going to find a way to meet up. Oh man. That would be, that would be wild. Absolutely, man. It's going to yeah. be that, that bottom left region, man. I think it is the East. It is, man, yeah. it is something. It, it is going to be a wild ride there. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I'm excited. It doesn't. It doesn't really seem like there's a far and away best team this year. No, and... this this tournament has a chance to be absolutely nuts, man. Oh yeah, that's that that's the tournament. That's why I pencil in Kansas. If it's if it doesn't seem like there's a clear yeah. cut best <laughs> team, Kansas I is going to find a way. Decent. Yep, that's kind of what it seemed like last year too. Right, right. Oh, uh, should be fun, man. Enjoy the weekend, hey Scotty. Where can we find you on social media? Excuse me. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, like I said, I'll be covering the the baseball team this year. So if you guys get into the baseball season, uh, you can find all the stuff on there. And you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew uh, Twitter page as well, at Maze and Brew. And a reminder that uh, we are an SB Nation podcast for now. The transition is beginning to the fan first sports network you don't have to do anything you're not going to have to go out of your way to resubscribe or anything like that uh but we are going to be under the new name the block m podcast network uh if you're curious what ffsn is it's a team of podcasters formerly from sb nation who are discontinued under the sb nation uh, platform due to cost saving efforts and uh, we're all going to be going over to ffsn uh, it's an exciting new opportunity. Hope you'll be along with us uh, for the ride again. You're not going to have to do anything, but we'll have more details coming on that uh, within the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, that's going to do it for us on Brewcast. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy all the hoops uh, happening here. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week.